Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. India, the YV Care Earth Festival took place in the city of Mumbai on October 28th and October 29th. It is the country's largest festival dedicated to the environment, sustainability, compassion, health and fitness, and a cruelty-free lifestyle. Practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, were invited to participate. They introduced their spiritual practice through informational materials, exercise demonstrations, and conversation with attendees. Flyers to raise awareness of the persecution of Falun Dafa by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, were also shared with booth visitors. About 38 people registered to attend a free introductory webinar for detailed exercise instruction. News channel Superfast24 provided coverage of the exercise demonstrations and interviewed practitioners. The deputy commissioner of the Mumbai police invited practitioners to introduce Falun Dafa at his regional department. Japan, the Niigawa Culture and Arts Festival was held in Niigawa City, Osaka on November 4th and 5th. Earlier on the first day of the festival, the Falun Dafa Kansai Waste Drum Team performed four pieces on the festival performance stage and provided the audience with explanations about each waste drum movement. Practitioners demonstrated the first and second sets of the Falun Gong exercises on the stage later that day. Young practitioners also demonstrated the meditation exercise. Many audience members stood up and followed along to learn the movements after the demonstration, a practitioner spoke about the health benefits of the exercises and asked the audience to help bring an end to the persecution of the practice in China. Falun Dafa practitioners also performed at the Ube City Festival Parade on November 5th. The annual event was attended by approximately 100,000 people and consisted of 27 groups with 2,000 participants. The Tianguo Marching Band won smiles and much praise from spectators. Texas, USA. The Falun Dafa Club of Texas A&M University held a screening of the award-winning movie Human Harvest on November 4th. The documentary details an independent investigation into the widespread crime of harvesting human organs from living Falun Dafa practitioners on demand for the lucrative organ transplant industry. The investigation was led by David Kilgore, a veteran politician and former director of the Asia Pacific Division of the Canadian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and David Mattis, a renowned human rights lawyer and activist. Mattis pointed out during a live video connection following the screening that industrialized organ harvesting in China 
is led by the CCP. He also brought forward news concerning recent international support for ending the crimes. Twenty countries have enacted legislation to sanction unethical organ transplant tourism. Many educators and students watched the film. Some shared that the information was shocking and painful. They condemned the CCP and agreed that the crimes must be stopped. Serbia. Falandafa practitioners held an informational event in Subotica, a Serbian city bordering Hungary, on November 4th. They demonstrated the exercises and told locals and tourists about Falandafa from noon to 2 p.m. Many people stopped to chat and some learned the exercises. Four people ordered copies of the main text of the practice, Falun. A practitioner named Dijan shared that 18 years ago he received a flyer about Falandafa, but he did not start practicing immediately. After his wife was diagnosed with cancer, Falandafa and its health supportive qualities came to mind, and the couple did take up the practice. Dijan reported that a hospital checkup revealed that his wife's tumor miraculously disappeared. He said that they both became very healthy and have been practicing Falandafa ever since. Canada. The Toronto International Centre hosted the season's Christmas show on November 10th, 11th, and 12th. The main focus of the show was holiday decorations, gifts, and handicrafts. Practitioners set up a booth at the event to bring Falandafa to the public and provide instruction for its exercises. People reported positive experiences when they tried the exercises, and some said that they would register for the online exercise webinar when they got home. Booth visitor Carla is a nurse who learned yoga, meditation, and qigong in the past, but had never heard of Falun Dafa. Carla said that she was very interested in the spiritual practice and impressed that in addition to having standing, and seated meditation, it guides people to a high level. She added, I cannot wait to practice Falun Dafa. Western Australia. The Rotary Quiana Community Fair was held in Callista, a southern suburb of Perth, on November 11th. The annual fair showcases community spirit and features more than 100 booths. Activities included such things as music, dance performance, children's activities, face painting, farm animals, vintage vehicle displays, and food vendors. Practitioners were invited to introduce Falandafa at the event. Many fair attendees wanted to learn the exercises. The Falandafa waist drum and dragon dance teams drew rounds of applause from the audience who took photos and videos. Rotary Club member Kylie Bryce said she wants to learn Falandafa and purchased a copy of the book Falun, the main text of the practice. She said, I've seen you teach the exercises before. I believe we need positivity and we have to get rid of all this negativity. If we all practiced truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance, it would repel all the negativity. New York City, USA. New York's 104th Veteran Day Parade 
took place in Manhattan on Saturday, November 11th. Nearly 300 groups and more than 20,000 people participated. Falun Dafa practitioners took part in the annual festivities. Their contribution this year included Falun Dafa's Tianguo Marching Band, Exercise Demonstration Team, Colorful Flag Team, Flower Float Team, Lotus Dance Team, and Waist Drum Team. The group was neat, energetic, and colorful. They introduced the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance, and their presence added luster to the parade. As the Falun Dafa procession passed the podium, the moderator announced that Falun Dafa promotes and protects freedom and human rights in the world. Many people along the parade route took photos and videos of the Falun Dafa contingent and waved to practitioners. Parade attendee Helen was excited after seeing Falun Dafa represented in the parade and said, I hope to see them in every parade. They should participate in every parade. following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Miss Zhang Shoushang from Jiling Province died on November 5th as a result of the persecution of her faith in Falun Gong. Miss Zhang was arrested in April 2015 and sentenced to three and a half years in prison. She endured relentless torture while serving time in the Jiling Province women's prison. When she was released in 2018, she struggled with poor health. Even after she became incapacitated due to health issues, as a result of the torture she endured, police still went to her home to harass her. She passed away on November 5th. She was in her 70s. According to information collected by Minghui website, at least 600 Falun Gong practitioners have been detained in the Jiling Province Women's Prison since 2000, with one practitioner serving the longest term of 19 years. At least 29 practitioners were persecuted to death, five became disabled, and nine suffered mental breakdowns. After serving a 10-month prison term for her faith in Falun Gong, Ms. Dia Mingrong is now emaciated and anxiety-stricken. It is reported that her body twitches uncontrollably and she appears nervous. According to other inmates, the guards at the detention center directed inmates to smear an unknown drug on Miss Dia's face and mix her food with unknown substance. She then became mentally unstable. She was seen shaking uncontrollably and talking to herself. Despite her condition, the guards still forced her to stand for long periods of time and didn't allow her to sleep. They also beat her and verbally abused her. Her body was covered with bruises from the beatings. The 62-year-old woman from Heilongjiang province was arrested in October 2022. She had tried to avoid the arrest by living away from home but she was needed at home to take care of her mother-in-law and a mentally disabled brother-in-law. Both had lived with her for many years.
Mr. Wong Li Chun from Ganshu Province has been sentenced to 12 years in prison. He was arrested in October 2022 in Xi'an City after evading police for seven years. In 2015, Mr. Wong filed a criminal complaint against former Chinese dictator Jiang Zemin for initiating the persecution of Falun Gong. The police soon found out about it and broke into his home to arrest him, but he happened to be out of town that day and escaped arrest. The police seized his wife instead. The terror of the persecution took a toll on Mr. Wong's wife. She fell ill after being released and passed away shortly after. Mr. Wong was then forced to live away from home to avoid the persecution until his arrest last year. Mr. Wong was a decorative glass shop owner in Qingyang County. He took up Falun Gong in 1994. Since the onset of the persecution, Mr. Wong has been arrested several times for upholding his faith. In particular, he was given three years of forced labor following his arrest in April 2000. Ms. Kong Pei Chi from Shandong Province is facing prosecution for sharing Falun Gong-related information on social media. Ms. Kong was arrested after police found out that she had shared a few Falun Gong songs and a letter written to a judge who had sentenced a Falun Gong practitioner to prison earlier this year in a QQ group. QQ is a popular social media platform in China. Police searched Ms. Kong's home on August 30th and confiscated her computers and other personal belongings. She was arrested and later released on bail. In addition to the prosecution, Ms. Kong has also had her pension suspended since May 2023. California, USA, the CCP's crimes against humanity receive worldwide exposure. The Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, or APEC Summit, was held in the city of San Francisco from November 11th to November 17th. More than 20,000 APEC economic leaders, ministers, private sector representatives, and other stakeholders from 20 countries attended the meetings. APEC was established in 1989 and is a forum that leverages the growing interdependence of the Asia-Pacific. It started with only 12 members and now consists of 21-member economies. Falandafa practitioners held peaceful protests near the Moscone Center, where the APEC summit took place. They introduced the practice of Falandafa with its guiding principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Practitioners also exposed the CCP's crimes of persecuting the spiritual practice and called on the governments of every nation to help end the egregious human rights violations. Practitioners demanded that Xi Jinping, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, immediately end the persecution of Falun Dafa and release all illegally detained practitioners in China. Falun Dafa practitioners were interviewed by representatives from the San Francisco Chronicle, Fox News, CBS, and Indian news media and other outlets. 
The coordinator of the San Francisco Falandafa Association, Mr. Wu Zhengshang, said, Leaders from over 20 countries gathered here. This is a very good opportunity for practitioners to raise awareness about the ongoing persecution and to tell them the truth about the CCP's persecution. We want to tell the whole world that Falun Dafa is good. The world needs truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. The world will be a better place if people abided by these principles. People who adhere to these principles only bring goodness to society. The CCP's brutal persecution has been ongoing for 24 years. Practitioners want the world's people to see the true evil nature of the CCP and help stop the persecution. They held large banners that read, The world needs truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Falun Dafa is great. Stop persecuting Falun Dafa. And forced live organ harvesting from Falun Gong practitioners is not tolerated. When Mr. Zhu Guohui moved to the U.S., he learned that the CCP has been killing Falun Gong practitioners for their organs. As a Christian, I have a deep sorrow for the mistreatment of Falun Gong practitioners in China. The CCP is ruthless. It is evil like Satan. Practitioners are great, and I am very supportive. I also hope the CCP will end soon. Film producer Julia, who was in the city to attend the APEC summit, said she has not heard about Falun Gong before. She said, The principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance are great. The CCP's organ harvesting is horrible, inhumane, and immoral. She added that she would look into Falun Gong and the persecution. Robert Martin from San Francisco works in the financial industry he thanked practitioners for their efforts to end the barbaric forced organ harvesting. He said, the United States should stop doing business with China. San Francisco City Hall worker Katrina Champion noticed the practitioner's protest when she finished her workday and said, Falun Dafa is a magnificent practice. Practitioners are wonderful people. They are messengers of peace and are doing great things. More than 2,200 media outlets from around the world provided news coverage of the summit. Austrian Media Report on Organ Harvesting The Austrian newspaper Kronen Zeting, also known as Krone, published an online report entitled Live Organ Harvesting as a Billion-Dollar Business. The article laid bare the Chinese Communist Party the CCP's live organ harvesting from Falun Gong practitioners. The report quoted Canadian human rights lawyer David Mattis and called on Austria to not become an accomplice of China. Krone is Austria's largest daily newspaper with a circulation of more than 1.7 million readers. The article pointed out the huge discrepancy between the organ transplant data released by the Chinese regime and the data compiled through independent investigations. It quoted Mr. Mattis and stated that in early investigations, it was discovered that the number of transplants was not 10,000 per year, as alleged by the data from the Chinese regime, but 60,000. It was later determined 
that the number was not 60,000, but rather 100,000. The Crone article then quoted the 2023 special report by Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting, DAFOH, which expressed doubt concerning the CCP statement on the source of transplanted organs. The Chinese regime claims that all organs come from donations. If you ask relevant Chinese authorities how to explain the difference between the low donation rate and the high transplant number, they will say that some organs are obtained from victims of accidents. Mattis responded with a rebuttal, pointing out that organ transplants can be planned, but accidents cannot be planned. The claim that transplant organs come from executed prisoners is also unlikely, since Mattis pointed out that hepatitis B is common among prisoners in China. So they are prevented from being organ donors. Also, Global pressure on China to abolish the death penalty means that it is now more difficult to pass a death sentence. The newspaper article clearly states that the CCP regards Falun Gong practitioners as a target group for organ sources, quoting Mattis as saying, Falun Gong practitioners are the largest victim group in terms of numbers. In 1999, as many as 100 million people belonged to this practice group. Most Falun Gong practitioners are very healthy and can be found all over the country. He said that human organs from Falun Gong practitioners are treated as a gold mine and a new source of income. Mattis added, organ transplantation has become a billion-dollar business in China. The article also analyzed the political reasons why the CCP persecutes Falun Gong practitioners. It said the persecution is also politically motivated because the organization is very popular, but it is not a communist organization. After a thorough analysis of the allegations that the CCP harvests organs from living Falun Gong practitioners, the article again quoted Mattis, who cautioned, If Austrians do not want to become China's accomplice, they must ban their citizens from going to China for organ transplants. The article also pointed to the importance of passing legislation to discourage illicit organ harvesting. In 2015, Austria signed the Council of Europe Convention Against Trafficking Human Organs. Mattis said that the agreement obliges countries to enact laws criminalizing conspiracy to traffic organs. However, the agreement has not been approved by the Austrian Parliament. If Austria passes this legislation, its citizens will not be able to legally go to China for organ transplantation. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.